So Mr. Chauke is with me now. Is the well? What are you? The chief architect? Is that right? That's correct. Yes. Yeah, so the, the chief DNA branch architect. The, the the chief architect of the DNA brand. Now, well, good chatting. It's been a long while, so we'll look for. I'm certainly looking forward to this 15 minutes with you. What, what in fact do you do? Let's start with that. Uh, we are a DNA brand architect, as a marketing and brand consultancy. Uh, we work with a number of different brands who are looking to, obviously, kind of you know change their their brand or take it to a different space or um, own it. So um, we help them to look at the best possible ways that are obviously most effective and to be able to do that. Um, and, and, so we've got... Yeah. Mm. And in doing that, you, you deal with individuals or you deal with, with companies? We, know, we actually mainly deal with, 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 with companies. Um, you know, banks, we deal with lots of banks. We, you know, we deal with cosmetic companies. We deal with uh, retail brands. So we've got quite a nice list, uh, list of, of really incredible brands that we work with um, in the continent. Um, and of course, you know, occasionally we'll also have individuals who are looking for a bit of support um, in terms of how they can be able to really drive their personal brands. But those brands are practically very much operated as normal brands. And, and, and those people that you help that you say occasionally, who, who are they? I mean, that, that list is Maybe, impressive. You know, you know we, we, we look after all the brand um, reputation for Bonang Mateba as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think for her, it was definitely a lot more, not just about uh, managing her as a personality, but looking at where can she go as a brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of her growth going forward, the type of partnerships that she's had with the different um, you know, brands also across the the the, the, you know, the, the country, um, and looking at her reputation as a as a as a personality. Okay. The way we approach it is that you know, she, she, you know, every kind of celebrity, I would say, get to a point where they are really very strong brands, and in order for them to really to kind of you know go to the next level, they need a lot of support. That means that you need to op- operate it like you like you would a normal brand. Yeah, I tell you what, we'll probably chat about brand Bonang Mateba from your perspective, maybe in about a month or two. I'll make a note of that because I think it's a fascinating rise. Excepting I did yeah. know that when I've spoken to her in the past, she made the point that moving to you guys was very important because she looked at the brand not as an autograph brand, but strictly in in business terms, and that's why she that's dealt it. with you guys, which is a great endorsement of of the DNA brand architects, right? So so yeah. fantastic for you. Now, having said that, let's talk about the big announcement. There's something great that's happened to you in terms of your career with regard to the Department of Arts and Culture. Mm. That's hundred percent right. I was appointed to um, be the council member or the board member of the South African State Theatre, and 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 obviously, you know, this appointment is coming from the the Minister um, of Arts and Culture himself, and I think it is really a wonderful opportunity for me to be able to utilise some of the, some of the skills that I've got in in marketing and branding to really be able to assist the South African State Theatre um, as a state-owned entity to really be effective and strategically run. Mm. I, uh, what, what does it mean to you? What it means for me is, I guess, you know, it's an opportunity to be able to kind of give, you know, give back to my country in a way, um, be able to use the skills that I've got in in in, in the private sector to be able to um, ensure that you know the the South African State Theatre um, is really strategically positioned and that it is it is well run in that case in terms of the international from a sponsorship point of view, from a commitment to the community point of view, etc. And I think that is pretty much what it means an opportunity to use the skills that I've got in, in, in order to be able to really elevate and assist uh, the, the State Theatre Board in, in achieving its objectives. Okay, by the way, I'm happy to take a couple of quick calls if you wish to chat directly Absolutely. to Sylvester Chauke as I, as I put... Uh 
Well, I have 15 minutes with Sylvester. So, 0891104207. 0891104207. You can tweet at Ashraf Ganda. You can SMS to 34701. So, Sylvester, what, what then is your talent? I mean, seriously. Uh, you mean my challenge with this? No, what, 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 is your, what is your talent? What is your personal skill that you have that my makes you skill, unique here? I think... I mean, there's, I, I, I've got so many ashrafs, it'll take us uh, half an hour to be hearing you there. Well, maybe three, in, three minutes will be fine. <laughs> in, summary, in, in summary, I think the ability to be able to really zoom into what the key problem is very quickly and be able to look at what is the best solution to change that. I think that's one of the, the, the biggest skills that I've got. So amidst all the different issues and, and, um, and challenges that brands face, most of the time, what is required is the simplicity to be able to pick up the challenge quite quickly and be able to really come up with a solution that is going to be able to address that in a simpler and easier way. That is a serious skill. And, and, and I mean, your, your career, I take it, you know, did it happen by chance? Because there was many people who are very successful. Uh, when you, you have a sense that it's all been well planned, but, but the reality is for many, it, it just happened by chance. So what's your story? I think to say that it was well planned would be quite, you know, you know, would be uh, <laughs> quite dramatic. But I definitely, you know, can say that um, from age eleven, uh, when I was, um, you know, I wanted an opportunity to be on a TV set for a TV commercial. Um, I really realized right there and there that that is something that I really do enjoy. I didn't know what was going on at the time. Obviously, I was quite young, but I did understand the fact that there was communication that was being you know, put together to share with the community or to share with the country in order to change the perception. And I think that was something that really got me quite excited initially because I thought, okay, this looks interesting and looks fascinating and I seem to like this. And so I went to study marketing and brand communication and I since then been able to really take that passion and continue through right my career. So I've always liked this space and I've always appreciated and loved my contribution in it. But I think it was definitely... Um, you know, love at maybe mm, perhaps, mm, mm. Um, but but luckily um, something that you know have over the years kind of show, showcased the fact that I you know I really do enjoy and I and, and, I, and I'm good at that. So that's something that I guess over time has been strengthened by the different opportunities that I've received. Then you know, starting to work in advertising agencies across the board, working in in, in, in uh, working at Nando's and working at MTV, and eventually you know starting DNA brand architects. They all sort of work together to really lead me here. So it was not well planned. It was not planned in that sense, but <laughs> the projection from one to the other sort of made sense. So it was it was sort of written in the stars, you know. Maybe not planned, but within the stars. <laughs> and what, what for you then you know, was your big break? I think my big break is I started working in, at, at, at one of the biggest air agencies at the time, Draft FCB. And then I moved to work at Ogilvy, one of the biggest agencies as well. Then I went to work at DDB. So I've had incredible experience with the agency. But my, read, my, my, um, my biggest break came when I went to Nando's and I became the national marketing manager for Nando's because for the first time I was then able to really, really lead the brand in terms of the marketing and communication aspects of it and take the schools that I'd learned from Draft FCB, from Ogilvy and from DDB and be able to really put it in a corporate sort of environment and setting. And that allowed me to really stand out and shine, I guess, in, in, in that moment because I was able to really come up with interesting ideas, solutions, etc. cetera, for, 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 for the brand. So over the last, I'd say, over the four years I was at Nando's, it was quite, it, it, it was quite evident that some of the work that, that was coming out of, I guess, my office really mm. did create 
um, an interesting engagement with consumers. And of course, the teams that, that I work with, different agencies that, that we work with, or, you know, the partnership amongst all of us was really quite strong. And I think that was almost like a turning point for me. Um, and I think since then, I've, oh, you know, many times it's very difficult to even shake off the Nando's thing. I always, I, I agree. Yeah. Well, um, what was your, what was your favorite Nando, you know, advert that, that you, you were probably part of overseeing, obviously working through an agency? Um, I think, you know, there, there were so many, but I think for me, the, one of the most exciting ad, of course, was um, our interesting take on on um, on change and the elections in 2009. If <laughs> you remember that, with uh, taking a bit of a spoof on on, on Julius Malema and the NC Youth League and, and talking about change, um, that was quite interesting for me because it wasn't just about um, you know kind of pushing burgers and chips, uh, but it was also really commenting on what was happening within the country at the time. And I think that was something that really, really was quite special in the way that we were able to um, comment on what happening in our country but also be able to do that in a way that also you know makes people look at the brand in a positive light of course things have changed since then but ultimately for me it was one of the most enjoyable um but also the most effective i would say um kind of piece of communication that really really took the test of time in terms of my career within Nando's. Mm. How, how do you how do you feed your brain my brain oh many things movies books other people's work um, I guess doing interesting things, um, you know, spending a lot of time in spaces that are um, very relaxed and, and consumer focused. So I really spend pretty much most of my weekends out and about looking at what's happening. I love shopping. I love going in, in store aisles and I love traveling. So there's so many different areas because I do think that the mashup of all of that really, you know, do create something special and, and quite magical. And, and, and where, all right, we'll talk more about where do you shop and, and what in fact do you buy. But that's, uh, Sylvester Chalk is still with me. So you said shopping is important for you. Where do you shop? What do you shop for? Oh, if I'm looking for food, I go to Woolies or my nearest pick and pay around the corner. Uh, for clothes, Rosebank, Hyde Park, Fenton City, just something cool, different, and all of that. For gifts, uh, we'll go to 44 Stanley, Maboneng Precinct, Neighborhood Market, Grandpanty. Just depends. I'm a, I'm a, I'm an easy shopper, but I, I like to shop for unique, interesting things. Okay, never seen you shopping once in those places, but anyway, by the way, what, what, what's your favorite hangout? My favorite hangout, depending on for breakfast, lunches, I like to go to Tasha's whether it's Rosebank or Nickelway or wherever. And then I also spend a lot of time at the Design Quarter. That's where my office is located. So I'm downstairs at the Woolly Spa there. Um, and then, of course, on weekends, I'm at Neighborhood Market. And then, of course, I'm at Great Dane for nice drinks later on. Um, and that's pretty much, you know, where you'll find me if you want to assassinate me. Okay. Well, I thought if someone says, I want to, just, I want to be signed up by you, that's probably more appropriate uh, in terms of <laughs> your, your work. What's, what's next in your career? I think, you know, we, we, there's been a really interesting influx of interesting brands and, 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 and organizations looking at doing things very differently. And something that's quite, that's something that's quite obvious is that there's a, a shift in how people want to create interesting work. Um, and so we are seeing that a lot of brands are looking at really pushing their, you know, their spaces in interesting areas and interesting, you know, alignments that they've never had before. And so what you'll be seeing coming from us is that definitely a lot more of that, a lot more interesting work coming from different brands um, who are looking at doing things, starting differently. So we're seeing a mashup of interesting things. Bankers wanting to get into fashion, into music, into art, um, and, 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 and of course art, artistic brands wanting to get into very more traditional sort of um, you know, spaces. So there's been a, a challenge um, of, of convention, a challenge of how things are done, and ultimately I guess I'll be right in the middle of it 
trying to to push it to a different direction. Now, now as the chief architect of uh, DNA Brand Architects, you you manage brands and you certainly manage a brand as individuals like people like Bonang Mateba. Who, who, however, manages Sylvester Chauke? Uh, who manages Sylvester Chauke? I have an incredible support structure. Two individuals that are incredible who manage in my life. Uh, we've got Jay Baza, who, who, who works with me, and Zoe and Tritana, who are incredible. Without these two, I think, you know, there will be a, a slight challenge on, on, on Sylvester's life. So they manage me, they manage my life, and they make sure that life is good. Well, great. And, and, and lastly, what advice can you give to uh, the many people listening who may want to get into branding and, you know, marketing and advertising into that industry? There's an incredible opportunity within the space because I guess, you know, there's um, a need for um, South Africans and, and, and I guess the African continent as a whole to be the guys that are spearheading brands globally as well. But for many, many years, there's been far too much reliance on global brands, global agencies, global consultants and consultancies coming into the continent and, and we are doing things according to the way that they do things in Europe, in the US, etc. And I think the opportunity is how we do things in the continent, how we do things in Africa, in South Africa, is something that we can definitely be able to share with the world out there. And I really believe our country is not even closed. We have an opportunity to really showcase that there is a way of doing things differently that is African, that is South African, and that the world can learn from. It's time for South Africans to start showcasing that the world can learn from us. Alright, so I'm going to leave you. I'm going to leave you with a very. Yeah, I'm going to leave you with a very difficult question. Uh, well, maybe it's not. Maybe it's exactly what you do every day. Anyway, so President Zuma then steps down at that stage on Thursday night to allow those that want to interject to to uh, their views. What happened next is well documented, right? What's your thoughts about when he came back? Did he? I'm not talking of the prepared speech. That's different. But in yeah. terms of emotionally, did he connect? Did he connect emotionally with? the audience and the public in terms of what just happened before him and what advice would you have given him? I think that was probably the most disappointing thing for me is that there was an, a huge disconnect between what has just happened to them, the speech. And in fact, then it made the speech irrelevant because there was no acknowledgement of the fact that there has been an issue. And one thing that you have to do in, in branding as a whole is that you have to be able to be realistic and be honest and really be clear. So when you just brush things under the carpet or or, or or push them aside and not face the truth, it becomes a bit of an issue. So I think the opportunity and my advice would have been to acknowledge what has happened then as the leader of our country to be able to say, that was not cool and I really do apologize and then move on. Because then every in everyone's mind, that would have been able to sort of make everyone realize the fact that he is connected to what's going on. And I think that was definitely a missed opportunity. Okay, well put. Thank you so much. Sylvester, great chatting to you. Look forward to further engagements and, and well done on your appointment, uh, on your new appointment as well through the Department of Arts and Culture. All right. Ashraf and the listeners, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure, as usual. Sylvester Chakia, a man certainly who definitely inspires at the top of his game, I can tell you.